Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Inferno Cast, episode number 017. I, of course, am Inferno Fox. I am the head of the YouTube channel Inferno Fox Gaming, and you, of course, are with Inf the Inferno Cast. And you can catch us on uh, Apple Podcasts, YouTube here, as well as Amazon Music and Spotify. And I and my team here are going to talk about a wonderful topic that is at least near and dear to my heart. And, and a, a lot of us here have had a lot of experience just due to how core it is to the whole video game, really video gaming in general. And that is Super Mario. And this is in celebration to Super Mario Wonder, which is by the time of this recording coming out this upcoming Friday, October 20th. But we're not going to be focusing too much specifically on Super Mario Wonder because while it is a 2D game, we're going to be focusing on something that all of us here have common history with. And because we're all, all of us are old with 30 to 35 plus years of gaming history, you got almost two centuries worth right here, uh, right here on our Inferno cast. We're going to stick with probably the first 10 or 15 years of Mario. And even with that, that man, there's there's a lot of that history. But before we get into that, let me introduce our, our fantastic cast here. Uh, first, we have Jamie Owls. She is my partner and partner in crime. And if you caught us on the Inferno Fox gaming channel on YouTube, you will have caught our conversation about which 2D Mario that we each thought was the best. Spoiler alert, the, the correct answer is Super Mario World. Yep, mm -hmm. that, that is Super Mario World is the best. That, of course, is what I think is the best. But uh, we, we had a really good co co uh, conversation while... We were playing and dying at Super Mario World, so it was cool. Jamie Owls, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. And side note, I don't die a whole lot in Mario. No, that was me. I, I was the one that was dying a lot. Yeah. Uh, next up, <laughs> we've got Jason the 13th of the YouTube channel, Jason the 13th. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. <clears throat> And you're doing a really good mime impersonation, so you're either muted or <laughs> or silent. I'm reading lips, and you, you are pledging your ever-loving love for Astromedia, <laughs> so thank you for that. Man, I remember my first computer. <laughs> hey, there we I go. I remember my All first right. love. There Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> yeah, excellent. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Jason. Have show cards jason <laughs> hey, somebody get the wrap up, up music <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up we have Stormrose sky of twitch and youtube channels of Stormrose sky storm thank you for joining us but also tell us about the newest video you released on your youtube channel so thank you for having me um i did just that uh, ah, i got all tongue-tied myself i just un uploaded a video yesterday the my top five favorite things to watch during spooky season um that was fun to to create so yeah you'll have to check that out i won't give them away because there are five but of course you know one of my near and dear favorites got his first his first position but that's also only because it was you know the first chronologically in order so is number one but still number one anyway so there you go yeah it's a, it's a really good list not all of it is totally scary there are, are a, a couple childhood favorites so i recommend checking checking that out it was a good list uh astromedes they, thank you for joining us you are the developer and co-owner of second place games what do you got uh coming down the pipeline uh, I theoretically have a re-release of my game Horde Lord, which was unceremoniously dropped from the Google Play Store. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm doing things like this and working uh, uh, a day job, let's say. Um, <laughs> we'll leave it at that uh, <laughs> in terms of what my time's really doing. Uh, so I will be releasing that at some point. I will be... I uh, did something crazy when I released that game in 2016 or so and priced it at a dollar. Um, so <laughs> it uh, I'll be re-releasing it 
for free in hopes of getting more than the 40 or so downloads I got at the uh, dollar price point. So look for that when I uh, manage to extricate myself from the current uh, living hell that is my day job. <laughs> and when he says free, it's free to play. You fill up the screen, you can pay a buck for, for 100 gems. <laughs> no, uh, 50 no. 50 gems clears the screen. and <laughs> It will be the opposite of that. It will purely be because I do not want to be bothered with it. And I think it would be a waste to throw this game away, which, you know, has some merits and maybe doesn't have others. <laughs> I'd rather release it for free, <laughs> let people play it without worrying about uh, if it's good enough to buy and just uh, see what happens. And once uh, Astromedes releases that or re-releases it, we'll make sure to include a link in that in the description. So if you have an Android device with uh, Google Play store storefront, we'll make sure you can... Uh, access that and download it. It is a really good game. I recommend doing so. And then last but not least, we have Simbu Darkfang. He is a main actor at Basement of the Dead. That that again is Basement of the Dead located in Aurora, Illinois. That That's obviously part, sub, part of the suburbs of Chicago and Chicagoland. So if you're in the area, make sure you check that out. They've got some really good programs going. And of course, Simbu uh, is one of, one of, if not the best player at Fortnite, fight me on this he's the best you're not gonna beat him simbu thank you so much for for joining us wait we're, we're wait we're not talking about spider-man 2 coming out friday what the heck is going on here i've been lied to somebody get my trailer get my agent on the phone your agent is dead he's dead from playing too much spider-man 2 which again releases this friday for the ps5 and Metacritic Metacritic rating of 91, which is apparently that's one of the best for Insomniac games. I think first or second only to Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal, hmm. if I'm hearing that that right. But not here to talk about Spider-Man or not here to talk about Ratchet and Clank. We are here to talk <laughs> about <laughs> Super Mario. And to open the discussion, I'm just going to open a uh, with a, a wider question. Well, I said that the main topic, of course, is going to be about Mario games with within the first 10 or 15 years of them releasing. I just want to know generally, what is your favorite Mario game? It could be mainline. It can it can be a spinoff. I already mentioned mine. I said Super Mario World. I, I know Baxies. So now I'm going to pick on Storm Rose Sky. Storm, what is your favorite Mario game and why? My favorite Mario game. Oh, that's going to be a toss-up between either Mario Super Mario RPG or, honestly, Mario Tennis or Mario Kart. So those, all three are non-traditional Mario platform-type games, which I understand will might make some people chuckle a little bit, but you know you as mean as... the virtual boy mario tennis is that the <laughs> mario tennis you're talking about <laughs> no mario tennis on the nintendo switch oh i thought the virtual boy mario's tennis was the definitive mario tennis game <laughs> no, i've never played that one <laughs> so surprisingly i've never played it either but i have uh... actually probably the <laughs> one uh <laughs> The one Mario game I will have played that the rest of you have not. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there are a lot of other Mario games that I've also not played. So, you know, um, yeah. But those are my favorites. I don't want to disclose too much that I'm not as much of a Mario diehard as my fellow castmates here. So, you know. No, you're Verna <laughs> Fox. Given yep. the amount of hours that you've gotten into both Mario Tennis and Mario Kart, you're you're yes. right there. You're right there with us. I, I, I hate yes. to say it, you're you're, you're <laughs> right there with us. I do. I do have a lot. And <laughs> as soon as the new RPG comes out, well, you know, <laughs> that's going to take over quite a bit. Quite Can't a wait. bit. And, and also Fridays, I'm considering getting the. Uh, new game coming out friday so yeah it's uh it, obviously for me that that's a day one purchase i'm wondering how uh how good that's going to be myself but 
Uh, Astromedes, why is Mario's Tennis for the Virtual Boy <laughs> the most favorite Mario game you played? Show your man. Uh, because it was on the Virtual Boy, it uses a futuristic, there's only some red lines in your face, 3D technology. <laughs> and it created a very immersive experience. I am freaking sold. I'm sold. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Astromedes. No, what, what, what really is your favorite Mario? My actual favorite Mario game would probably be either uh, mainline only, or this is any. This is and, any, and, right? Yeah, any that you want. Uh, probably Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, which is probably one of the most recent ones I've played. <laughs> And uh, I had a lot of uh, that. I found it surprisingly uh, as someone who doesn't have as much uh, kind of like love in some respects for Mario, whatever, as the rest of the crew here. I found it to be just a really, um, really good kind of fun RPG. And, you know, you could. Uh, yeah, it was very deep tactically and uh, surprising amount of depth. They had kind of some nice uh, infinite play mechanic stuff going on. Just a surprisingly kind of like meaty, chunky uh, kind of gamer uh, sort of uh, experience, more so than I would have expected going in. You know they're remaking that for the Switch, right? Yeah, I have heard this. Yep. So so you're you're getting a Switch is what I'm hearing. Okay. <laughs> I would love to as soon as anyone, uh, if any viewers want to buy me one and send it to me, uh, my address is uh, 123 Fake Street, Springfield, Illinois. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would, but I still got to buy Sim Simbu his Xbox. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> uh, Jason, how about you? What is your favorite Mario game? Ooh, Paper Mario is up there. I'm thinking sunshine might have actually been one of my favorite like top favorite ones you're weird yeah i know a lot of people <laughs> don't like that one as much i know but if i wanted to cheat i would have to say the original luigi's mansion you know that that one is up there too <laughs> yeah i mean spinoffs are are allowed you know it's that it, it, it counts ish Ish. I just remember playing the <laughs> crap load of sunshine when it was out there. So, uh, Simbu, uh, how about you? What was your favorite Mario game that, that you played? Well, Jason of 13th already said it. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion. Mm -hmm. Ooh, nice. The original. Yep. Uh, that... um, the original, yeah. But I did enjoy the second and third. Um, so just Luigi's Mansion in general, because whole like horror theme, being a yep. big Ghostbusters mm -hmm. fan growing up. So, mm -hmm. you know, definitely love the whole running around with a vacuum cleaner and <laughs> busting ghosts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's for whatever reason, I, I couldn't get into three enough to finish it out. Maybe it'll be something I'll jump back into. But that that the third entry on the switch is probably one of the best running and best looking uh switch games which kind of sounds odd because it's a mario type of a base thing but it's it, it it is phenomenal and even going back to one and two and like one for the gamecube for that being like the first gamecube game it ran well it looked great oh yeah uh jamie Ellis, how about you what is your uh favorite mario game oh the one that comes to mind right away that is my favorite would be Mario 64. It's the first 3D game, Mario game, and it was my cousin who first owned it, and then he brought over his 64 with that game, and I remember we were playing it, and he let me borrow it, and I just I just had a lot of fun with that, and I still do. I just love the music. I love the world, the storyline. So it's Mario 64 for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that is a good one. I think I, I, I'd be hard pressed to get pinned down to what I think is my favorite or, or best 3D Mario game, because I had a lot of recency bias with uh, Super Mario Odyssey, but I then I replayed it and had like a year or so after replaying it. Uh, so I've played it through twice to like, okay, is it really as good as I originally thought or felt? And I'm like, I don't know. 
like another sleeper one is Super Mario 3D World that was originally on the Wii U and got ported to the Switch. That one is one of those that's like really underrated and just mm-hmm. may, maybe that that's competing for a top spot. And you're playing that right now, right, Jamie Ellis? Yes, I am. Very cool. The Inferno Fox, that is a key thing you said between favorite and best, because favorite is where Sunshine comes in. Best 64 is just classic and much better. <laughs> I love the making so. him swim. Yeah. Yeah. Part of <laughs> making Mario swim. Well, you know, exploring underwater worlds and all that is fun. So making Mario swim, you know, I mean, um, and the Super Nintendo, that version of Mario is probably one of my favorites as well. So mm-hmm. there we go. We'll get there. And, and for those of you that are watching as well as listening, you're watching a, a very cute cat crawl on Astromedes and me show off, showing off my Mar- Super Mario shirt just for this occasion. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you catch us on, on YouTube for the video. But again, audio is uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, something, Samsung amazon music and everything (laughs) but yeah probably favorite is mario 64 the right answer for being the best is probably 3d world probably i don't know Mm -hmm. but talking about the 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 more recent mario games we're going to kind of stick with the first 10 to 15 years because again celebrating the roots of mario because of super mario brothers wonder the newest 2d mario game being released since the likes of the wii u version of new super mario brothers u the, the it of course was ported for the nintendo switch uh as new super mario, super mario brothers u deluxe but mm-hmm. super mario brothers wonder is really like a whole ground up production of 2d mario to the likes of, almost the likes of how uh, Super Mario World and Super Mario World 2 look, look and feel up to and including controllable Yoshis. So one of the things with Mario, of course, is he brief, brief little history lesson. He he premiered uh, in the arcade cabinet Donkey Kong in 1981, except he was known as Jumpman. He got his actual name of Mario from the 1983 arcade game Mario Brothers, not to be confused with Super Mario Brothers, but Mario Brothers is also where Luigi was introduced for the first time. The Super Mario Brothers released in October 1985 here in the United States. And it, it of course, is known for make, making waves not only for just being a fantastic game and being really a pinnacle for its time, but also literally saving, literally saving the video game market in the early to mid 80s for the U.S. Just a quick little caveat there. Uh, as Astromedes gets mauled by a, a giant panther. <laughs> uh, one of the things is the video game market did not crash in Japan and it was moving. The, uh, their equivalent uh, of the NES, the Famicom, actually released in 1983, but Mario there didn't release until 1985, though I think in like May, May or April of 85. But we in the States, that was one of the first games that released on the NES. And like I said, it 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 really paved the way. Just you know, I mean, controls, graphics for the time. Again, 1985. Uh, how many of you guys have played the original Super Mario Brothers? Were you one of the 40 million copies that sold for the 60 million uh, units sold NES? That I yes. played it. Oh yes. Whether I was counted before that tally, I don't remember. I don't remember either. I we do. own the Played game. Played it, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Played it, yes, but never had a Nintendo. Mm. I I got one of the, like, uh, I got the package, the NES with the power pad, I remember, at Toys R Us. <laughs> uh, Grandma got it for us, and mm. it, of course, came with uh, the original Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> did that have the 3-in-1 the three, three Mario? It Dog did have the 3-in-1, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, see, ours only had the two. I I don't have Mario, Mario and Duck Hunt. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we <laughs> yeah. had too. Yep. They never here. had the track and field one. Gosh, it was yeah, not I, a good game. 
So <laughs> then you just go like it's this good, on with your hands on the pad. Inevitably, yeah, you get you get on your knees and you and slap the buttons your feet are supposed to be uh, running and that's, on top of. And that's hand. why we have a topic all about Mario and not track and field. <laughs> well, we've had most of, of the discussion you can have about it now. <laughs> yep. I was gonna say one thing that I do find kind of funny is yeah, take that you bring that up with the collab things. Usually when there's three games on one cartridge or disc, one of them is always trash. Look at the orange box. Yep. On the <laughs> Xbox generation. Team Fortress. Um can't remember the third one and uh God. <laughs> yeah. I think Mind anytime blame. you're jamming multiple games on a thing, one game yeah. is supposed to be in, some are going to be garbage. Half Life. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they believe it was Half Life, what, Half Life 1 or Half Life 2, Team Fortress, and then a third game. Um, <laughs> I saw, I just did a quick Google um, Half Life 2, Portal, Team Fortress 2. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, yeah, I forgot Portal was Portal. Ah, there, but. It, it's funny because, like, you look at that Half Life Two, and Portal were the two main takeaways from that that disc. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Portal. My my sad guilt guilty video game confession with that is that I've never played Portal. Portal One. Never played Portal either. I am nope. allergic to first person things though. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say Portal is a lot of fun. It, I, I've I've only heard like positive things about. It. I really need to get into that. One of my favorite memories with Mario Brothers, though, um, and Storm, your husband will attest to this. Was for our Uncle Benny's birthday. He got us the NES in May of '86 or May of '87, and I, I remember uh, my two older brothers playing it and just watching them play Super Mario Brothers one and getting to like one four like within the hour of first playing it this like they they knew how to really have the i guess the technical skill to be able to do so well at that at the ages of like five and seven it's kind of it's kind of funny (laughs) but Mm -hmm. um those little maps oh i love the first you know the original mario was pixelated little world yeah but Mm -hmm. holy moly were those wow (laughs) Yeah, those courses and those jumps. I have some spatial timing issues, I think, on viewing video video games. So those <laughs> always just messed with me. And I personally didn't get very far. So I like watching other people play it. Like you, yourself, they're Inferno Fox. Um, so so there you go. It's funny you say that because after the first entry release, the sequel of course for super mario brothers 2 was literally the hard mode version of super mario brothers 1 yeah. they didn't like they didn't change any of the graphics they you can only select between mario and luigi and luigi just jumps a little higher but it has like super skid and the level design is freaking troll <clears throat> we in the states here of course know that as lost levels we didn't get it until super mario all stars but if you thought the first Mario Brothers was bad with that then. Oh yeah. Lost Levels was much harder. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've never um, played that one, so that is good to know. <laughs> uh, if you want to play it, you can play it in the Super Nintendo NSO pack and it's under Super Mario All-Stars and it's okay. one of the four games Lost yep. Levels. Play it if you want to be pissed off, Storm. That, that that's <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not I even freaking the... kidding. I got I mean, to play it on the All Star Pack on the Wii. Yep, <laughs> and then they 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 put it on Virtual Console on the on on the Wii, and I got to play the original, and it's just as freaking hard. It if you, if you want to be mad, play that. <laughs> I, I I love how y'all are saying Wii. I played it on the Wii. I played it on the Switch. I play, I played it on Super Nintendo. You did not Wait, play I, Lost Levels on Super Nintendo. Yes, I did. Mario All Stars came out on Super Nintendo. I played it, it on Super. Oh Nintendo. yeah, you're right. It did. Yeah, I did. I do remember playing <laughs> All Stars on Super Nintendo. Now that you say it, Jason, I was going to uh-huh. say I remember you owning Super Mario All Stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are totally you sure that my mind? Is- Totally oh, wait a minute, is this, is this the real Jason the 13th or has he been cloned? All right, we got to figure this out now. Somebody <laughs> get out the beeper. That's a deeper. <laughs> <Get out laughs> <the> beeper. <laughs> Ugh. 
so we, we in the states of course got uh our version of super mario brothers 2 had both toad and princess toadstool as additional playable characters again along with luigi with different methods of control this was a hack a, a hacked and uh rom edited game from japan called doki doki panic just with a little bit a little bit more touches on the sprites to make them a little bit more by like animated uh the main characters could run because apparently the ones in Doki Doki Panic couldn't. So imagine playing mm -hmm. our version of Mario Brothers 2 without the ability to run and how yeah, crappy that, crappy that, that, that would made be. it harder. Oh, um, <laughs> and it's just uh, it, that, of course, introduced a lot of stuff that followed the game, like Luigi having his, his feet kind of flutter as he jumps, Princess Toadstool or Peach floating, Hovering. yep, and then enemies like Shy Guys and Sniffets. So one of the things, of course, is, uh, and, and I'm going to present this question to Astromedes with all of his extensive decades of game dev experience. Um, so one of the, the, while we know Super Mario Brothers 2 for the U.S. was actually like a different game, and there was a reason because Nintendo of America thought what Japan got was too hard, it still presented the whole idea that the second game in a continuing series was a different, it, it kind of takes the series in a different direction. You, so like Mario two with uh, kind of like no timer, free movement exploration of the stage until you find the end Zelda two having, instead of like the overhead free exploration, it's kind of like an RPG, but like platform action. And then even like, Final Fantasy 2 for the the NES slash Famicom, it totally getting rid of levels and experience. Astromedes, what do you why do you think it is that it it's the second game of these series where they experiment like that? Like just based on your thoughts. I mean, I think as like the natural inclination as a developer, if you actually care about the game as a thing, is to, you know, iterate on it in some way and change it and try to improve it so that's one possible explanation i do i don't know the story of exactly how the decisions were made with uh mario 2 in the u.s being just you know white labeled doki doki panic essentially with like you said a few changes um but the kind of cynical guess i would have for something like that is based on timing they wanted to capitalize on the mario brand they had this other game they didn't feel the harder mario you know would sell in the u.s they did feel something else that wasn't as hard would sell maybe there's some you know because didn't the studio that made doki doki panic close down or something and that's how nintendo ended up in possession of like the ip or something along those lines am i right on that or no I think the Doki Doki Panic was created based off of a, a television show as like a, not like a limited run thing, but kind of a, hey, here's this show and let's create a video game based off of these characters. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought I'd heard though, like the develop the, the separate studio making that, or maybe it was just Nintendo studio, but in any case, it's possible. <laughs> the other general answer that I suspect may apply to mario 2 in the u.s could be you know a pure like a a studio or company that's big enough that has a lot of games going or has possession of ips they already have a game ready to go like they do the math and they're like oh people really like this game we released and it's been one year or whatever this is the critical timing where if we release a sequel people will all just buy it as long as it has those other characters and is the same ip essentially so that's like maybe a more cynical answer like the i think like the I, I like to hope that the most common explanation is the first one I gave, especially because the second entry in a series, you don't really know necessarily what the series is yet. So you could actually still be kind of establishing its identity at that point. So maybe that's the most common reason you see sort of like a big diversion is the developer developers, you know, are really asking themselves like, what is this meant to be? And then maybe like pivoting in a more kind of, quote unquote true direction of what they think it's supposed to be yeah and, and i suppose that that really makes sense it's just it's it's interesting that while i and I absolutely agree with you with with trying to take advantage with the uh the sort of motivation that the consumers were making towards the the mario brand so like doing that with super mario brothers 2 
And especially the fact that around that time, there was also like a ROM chip shortage, which actually impacted the release of the next game, Super Mario Brothers 3. While we got that in 1990, uh, February 1990, Japan had that for like a whole year and a half. They got it back in October 1988. So you, you got this, this, you have Super Mario Brothers 2, which, which came out, um, what, what did I say that came out in? Um, I, I think that was early 1988. And then, so we get two, but the same year Japan is getting three. And with Super Mario Brothers 3, everything really got like upgraded, especially comparing it to the first entry, because really three more so was like an upgrade and an iterative move from the first uh, the first Mario game. Now, as I mentioned, the, the ROM chip shortage was part of the reason why we didn't get that because, you know, trying to produce the games. But uh, one of the cool things being here in the States is one of the earliest versions, the earliest versions of a Nintendo Direct heavily featured Super Mario Brothers 3. That, of course, is the Fred Savage classic, The Wizard. <laughs> now, just ask you guys, did you guys happen to see the, the Wizard at all? Oh, yeah. Not only no. did I see the wizard, I owned a power glove. We returned it, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that story ends. <laughs> Never had the power glove, but I did learn how to get the warp whistles from that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> Spoiler alert, you got what you paid for on that power glove there, Astrobedes. <laughs> you got your money back. You got what you paid for. That's a when good you... deal. When you said Fred Savage classic, I thought you were going to ask about Little Monsters. I forgot uh, about no, no. <laughs> so that. So the wizard. It is right around the the, the same time, I I think. Yep. But like, yeah. So. Yeah, because Wonder Years was just around that time, and he was big then. So yes, yeah. I did see that movie. Now mm -hmm. that I think about it, I'm having flashbacks of him in the one, yeah, lineup of. Video game arcade machines. Oh yep. my god! Yes, okay. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> so, it, it, what I'm hearing is it changed your life, like it did mine. Yes, absolutely. Because me and my older brothers toured the the country to try and win at these tournaments, and we picked up a teenage girl hitchhiker to beat something <laughs> with truckers. I'm trying to remember the the whole logistics of it, but it was oh really a god. weird story. It was very weirdly contrived to make a, and he plays a video game and everyone claps at the end movie. Why mm -hmm. does it sound like it came from a Stephen King movie? <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Because it's rambling. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love King, but man, can I do ramble. too. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. I mean, if you think about it, isn't it pretty much the same thing? Yeah, four, 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 three, four boys and a girl. <laughs> except yeah. the three, three or four creepers. boys don't don't run a train on the girl and the wizard like they do in. I was gonna say except they beep <laughs> at the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, back to, to <laughs> Mario. Speaking of uh, of running a train, when Mario Brothers three <laughs> released. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, wow. there, there are no trains, but there are tanks. Uh, there are yep, tanks. They were tanks. Mario yeah. 3. All, All right. right. Um, no. This got so adult. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so and I didn't do it. <laughs> I don't know. No, exactly. Started. That's the problem. You didn't do it. <laughs> it no. wasn't me. Ha ha ha. Uh, so, so kind of going back to what Astromedia was, and I were kind of talking about the whole Mario fever thing. Of course, that not only being a, a the whole clever advertising campaign, like I remember where it showed everybody in in the middle of a street just che cheering Mario, and it, the camera zooms out and it shows Mario's people forming Mario's head or something like that. That was a Mario three ad, I think. Yeah, and it's oh my, it's cool yeah. because that that sold over seventeen million copies on the original NES, which. It, it, again that's that's no elden ring for now but for back then that that's pretty impressive um that actually is the highest non-pack-in title for the nes and one one of the things with improving upon from the for like the first century mario 3 tripled the number of unique levels power-ups it was 10 times the size memory wise like i think the first mario game was like 
32 kilobytes, whereas Mario 3 was like 300 or 350. So, you know, there, there you go. It's about the size of uh, the the little quarter of a second. Right right now where I'm talking, that was the size of, of Mario 3. About um, a third but, the size of the photo you took on your phone today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And probably even less than that. Shoot. Um, what's cool with probably Mario 3, though, that. Yep. <laughs> like Mario 3 probably remains one of the best if not the best game on the nes to at least to like millions upon millions of players uh J- jason the 13th what are your thoughts on mario 3 and, and uh what versions have you played of that because there's a lot of them Ooh, what versions you mean like on the different systems oh yeah gosh. yeah because there, there's like three t- technically three different versions of it i don't know if i've ever paid attention to the difference of the versions of them uh played a ton of mario brothers 3 though <laughs> ton a ton of mario brothers mario brothers 3 not as much of mario brothers 2 but uh out of those three three was my favorite one and and you played the nes and snes of three right yes did you play the game boy advance one mm. I don't think so. Oh, dang, I don't know a lot of people that have played that because that one took advantage of the e-reader where like if you f- slide the, the cards, you can unlock like 50 brand new levels that they made just for that. Oh, which you want to go and play. <laughs> which, uh, by the way, if you have the Nintendo Switch and the NSO expansion pack, it contains Super Mario Brothers Ooh. 3 as Super Mario Advance 4 and all 50 of those levels. You don't I'd even want have to go. To... I'd want to go play those extra levels. Do do it. it. It's essentially like getting a whole new Mario Brothers 3. Right, game. yeah. Oh, here we're trying to uh, we're trying hoping he was gonna go waste money on getting the old stuff. Oh, I have half of that old stuff. I would just <laughs> yeah. have to find <laughs> I even have the e-card reader. I would just have to get the cards. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's cool though. Like you don't even have to do that if you've got the switch and the, the mm-hmm. expansion pack. Um, Jamie Alice, how about you? Um, I remember we were talking about Mario Brothers three a, a bit on our last uh, YouTube video. What do you what are your uh, thoughts about that entry? Yeah, that was pretty good. I remember, you know, for me when I first started playing, I was a little challenging in the beginning. But I played it so many times. But yeah, um, I think the only systems I ever played it on it was the NES, and now that's on the Switch. Cool. It's it's funny for me, um, Storm. This will be a story. I don't know if don't know if your husband's gonna know or remember, but uh, back at uh, our Catholic school that we went to, uh, Jason, you'll you'll know that when you yeah. were there third and fourth grade they had a like a field day or something like that where they had a video game competition kind of uh, emulating the wizard where you had to score the most points Ooh. in it so i remember my older brother kevin he he won it and easily by speeding through the first stage of mario 3 and then there's a, the second stage where it automatically generates the, the like the goombas from the pipe and so he would just jump up to, you know and just right on the heads as they're generating and get to 8,000 points and jump off and then just keep repeating that process until the 10 or 15 minutes were over. And he he like, he, he easily won the competition with the highest <laughs> points that way. Like leave it to my older brother to find the easiest way out to, to a solution, which is up to and including cheesing the final boss to Zelda two, which supposedly is one of the hardest bosses in all of the Zelda games, but he, taught me how to cheese and and beat it without even getting hit in the stupidest possible way so small little update i looked at my uh game list that i have and i did have super mario brothers 3 on the game boy advance so i did play it i don't think i ever used the e-card reader with it though to play the 50 levels so i would definitely have to go play them on the switch nice <laughs> it's really cool with the switch because it's it has quickly become like the de facto first party Nintendo system, not only having like all of the, like all of the Zelda games on the NES, SNES, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Nintendo 64, uh, as well as the Metroid games, all the Metroids uh, for all those systems that I said that are available. But 
nearly all of the Mario games as well, up to and including the Super Mario Land titles. A quick caveat, of course, for some stupid reason, Super Mario Land 1 is not on the uh, expansion, or no, it's the regular NSO service for the Game Boy. I don't know why it's not, but Mario Land 2 is. Hmm. And that's Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins, that that introduced one of Jason 13's favorite Mario characters that, of <laughs> course, uh, is Wario. So, uh, but at the same, right around the same time, that's where uh, Super Mario World was, was added, because uh, like, Super Mario Land 2 was 19, 1992, Super Mario World was 1991. As I mentioned, that is the my favorite and what I think probably is the best Mario game uh, of all time. Uh, but again, due to how colorful it was, great mm-hmm. sound, fun level design, a lot of nostalgia. Also the first time that um, Yoshi was introduced, the best power up being the cape. Uh, the first time I beat a Mario game before my older brothers. Ha ha. He he. There were just a ton of mechanics in that one yeah, too. I remember yeah. it seeming just like, wow, it felt like they're really trying to like show off those four buttons they had on the <laughs> SNES controller and the shoulder button and whatever. <laughs> uh, any sort of favorite memories with, with that Astromedes? Any th- thoughts about Mario World beyond that? Uh, I, I actually didn't have a Super Nintendo. I did later uh, play it, you know, on on emulators and on the like, uh, you know, various other later Nintendo uh, consoles and stuff. Um, it I th- I remember, I guess, like when I was I do remember when it was new, I had a very young cousin who had it and I saw him play it. That was the first time I actually saw it. And that was actually kind of my reaction is just only coming from you know, Mario one, two, and three on the NES. Uh, I was, uh, pretty kind of like impressed by just like the different kinds of jumping and this whole green dinosaur thing and, uh, just a lot of new stuff going on. And as you said, very colorful too. Uh, Simbu, how about you? Um, any love for super Mario world or, uh, e- even if you want to uh, tell us your thoughts about Mario all-stars. Um, I mean, I played them. I, I enjoyed them. Um, I will say the brick man that showed up on my TI-89 was a godsend through high school. Um, ah. brick man, of course, being a complete and utter Mario ripoff, but to the extremely pixelated point, uh, to run on the TI-89. But yes, to, to be fair, that that absolutely is in line with our topic, because we were I was just kind of mentioning the Mario Land games and that that's portable. It's a portable Mario game of which Doom has uh, does run on <laughs> TI-88. I, I've I've seen videos of it. It's it's a horrendous Doom or Doom like clone, but it does work. Uh, and just for for those of you who are younger than us we of course all of us uh grew up and went to school in the 90s and maybe even a little bit of the early aughts so we did we we didn't have you know the the smartphones that that we can just you know do whatever play whatever we we could bring the game boy but that's that was this big obsequious device that you, you really couldn't like hide or anything like that. So like just having your calculator and being able to play like snake or uh Brickman or doom or whatever was a kind of a godsend. That was technically the first game development I did was on a TI 81. I want to say is the one I had. I'm that old. <laughs> and I was, was poor 10 at the years time. Ago, it feels like <laughs> you said it, yeah, it, it feels like 10 years ago. Yeah. I keep thinking it's like, oh, 1990, that was 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, not. I know. <laughs> That's, That's the really sad part. Not. God. That's the sad part. Sigh. I agree. That's the perfect reaction. Sigh. Sigh. <laughs> you know, the Super Mario World, not to interrupt and go back to this topic, but I'm going to. Um, it was one of the Mario games that I beat originally. My cousin and I used to take turns because, you know, you had the one of you could be Mario, one could be Luigi. 
and try to dual play or whatever. We would take turns fighting levels and whatever. So it did beat that game forever ago. There you go. And it's that's about one 10 of the... years ago, I think. <clears throat> yes, <laughs> it's about 10 years ago when you know dinosaurs mm. were still on Friday nights and TGIF had full house, oh. brand new, and Family Matters brand new instead of me now streaming and, and binging full house because why not? Anyway, <laughs> go ahead, not the oh. mama, <laughs> not the mama, gosh. Yeah, the whole the whole dinosaur thing is that that was a whole big thing. You had I, I feel like ninjas and yep. dinosaurs. How with the aughts, the late aughts had vampires and pirates. It was ninjas and dinosaurs in the early and mid nineties. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. God. Um, that was uh, Jason Thirteenth's uh, favorite show, Dino Riders. Oh, I, th- yes. I thought you were going to say uh, the, the vampires. You know, Twilight. Uh, that was no, show. no, no, no. No, I watched like every dinosaur cartoon there was, <laughs> and every Twilight movie. No, I have. No, that's not. me. That's me. That's me. Dinosaur checkers, Jay. Remember those? Yes. <laughs> Gosh. Um. So what? What? Of course, the the mainline Mario series advanced to. The Super Mario sequel, Yoshi's Island, focusing specifically on Yoshi and as a prequel of sorts. What was cool with that, the Super Nintendo sort of, it allowed um, upgrades within the cartridges themselves with stuff like the Super FX and Super FX2 chip that was in the in the Yoshi's Island cart in the quickly aging Super Nintendo system. Because you think it released in 91, the PlayStation uh released in 94 and Yoshi's Island was in 95 uh, still with what Yoshi's Island did with great graphics, colors, gameplay, and everything like that. It was a great game, but in a way kind of a stopgap until Mario 64 came out in 96. Uh, so, so we of course briefly mentioned in, in the pre discussion topic, uh, Jamie Alice had, had talked about how much she loved Mario 64. Jason, you had, were kind of talking about that as well. Um, Storm, did you you played Mario 64, right? Yes. Yes, I did. Did you I end up beating like, that one? You know what? I believe so. Yes. I think with some help from you, honestly, when you would mm-hmm. come and spend time with us at the condo, we made it through some levels that i couldn't get through but with your help yes it did end up beating that originally so it did get that three pack or uh, the one new release they did with oh those the switch. 3D all-stars yes yes i did get that for the switch because i did love mario 64 it was one of my one of my favorites of the traditional mario platform so did you get it physically or digitally physically i do have good, a physical copy good thing you did because the physical copies had been out for like a long time and you they were kind of sitting on store shelves now that they're all gone and sold out they you, you reseller sites usually have them either i've seen it as low as like 60 to 70 to as high as 100 to 120 so if you have mm-hmm. a physical copy of super mario 3d all-stars make sure you hold on to it because of sure. course Nintendo was annoying where they only offered a like a six month period to download it digitally and where they were producing right. copies to for distribution at uh, physically at stores. Um, hmm. One of the questions and really this is open for all you guys regarding Mario 64. So when I when I first played Mario 64, I played for about 15 minutes. Then I had to stop because I felt nauseous. I've never had motion sickness with games before. And I used to play Doom before on the PC before Mario 64 came out. Did you guys, when you made the leap from 2D to 3D systems, like from Genesis or Super Nintendo to PlayStation and 64, did you guys ever get nausea or motion sickness when you first made that leap? I never had nausea, but I remember just trying to get used to the uh, camera controls. That was right. something I remember that was so jarring to me. But no, I never felt like I was getting sick or nauseous from seeing it or watching it. I would have the... a slight adjustment issues after playing Frequency or um, 
amplitude for a bit after watching so closely where the screen is or where the dots are and you would look away and all of a sudden it looks like your vision is still moving along with the track i've had that happen but not not actually feeling sick yeah i never remember having any motion sickness with it at all the most i could say that a video games affected me and for simbu here we'll bring up spider-man is if you climb up to the top bill of the highest buildings and jump off and you get the little feeling in your stomach even though you know <laughs> nothing's going to happen <laughs> that's the most i've ever experienced well that I can recall playing a video game and having it affect me physically. And I, the funny thing is I've never had that since. Hmm. Sorry, Simba, did I cut you off? See, I never, I, I never had a 3d motion sickness at all because on the Genesis, we got Sonic 3d. So earliest 3d gameplay was Sonic 3d for me. So funny thing is, uh, the exact replica of of that isometric view would be Super Mario RPG for the Super Nintendo, with the caveat that the the bonus stage in Sonic 3D Blast, um, that that you're the game you're talking about actually has a forward moving, uh, or sorry, maybe I could go like that, uh, a, a forward moving <laughs> bonus right. stage, and it, it, that's exactly what you're speaking speaking to, and then. I did play Sonic CD and it also kind of has a forward moving 3D type of thing. But for some reason, I and I remember it vividly, Mario 64. We we got the Nintendo 64 and I played it for 15 minutes. And I remember I played it with with Kevin and I'm like, I'm like, dude, I gotta stop. And he's like, What's wrong? I'm like, I'm nauseous. Like, I don't know why <laughs> I it, it got me. And that was the only time I've ever had motion sickness with gaming. Thank, thank goodness. And I'm knocking on wood. Yeah. That, you know, maybe, I'm old and not maybe you were just under the weather that day. <laughs> I mean, the only other thing I think of that's different about it is that was uh, you had a camera you controlled, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And like that wasn't true of those other examples you listed. I can't see how that would make you more nauseous because for for me, as I kind of alluded to earlier, like it doesn't make me nauseous or anything, but I find it very disorienting to get around in a first person perspective in any game. Um, so I don't tend to play those games but like if the even like a similar view if i can control the camera i don't so much feel like that um but yeah i mean the only thing i think of is different is like you do control the camera in mario and that was in the early days before they were kind of trying to do automatic camera control just kind of interesting time for 3d games yeah yeah oh sorry simple just one quick thing um the other thing that could have been uh, a, a potential um, contributor to your motion sickness, the brand of TV that you were using to play it on. Oh, yeah. That's as a we really all know, good not all brands are created equal, uh, as you see now with uh, 60 hertz versus 75 versus 120 versus, you know, 9000, whatever hertz, you know, it has. So. And then, of course, from there, it varies based on whether you have a, a Hisense, do you have a Sony, what, you know, level of Hisense do you have? Do you have their top premier Hisense? Do you have their, you know, economy Hisense? And, of course, that was all true back in back in the day with the big box TVs as well. And it being, of course, back in the day, I had a, in the 90s, I had a Zenith, you know, box TV. Everybody had a Zenith, I think. <laughs> At least that's what it feels like. Oh, I couldn't it, remember. I couldn't tell you what we had for TV wise back then. Pretty sure we had <laughs> Zenith at some point, at least. And, and Simbu br- brings up an, a really great point because, like, if I was in the PAL, re- PAL region and I had a Sony, uh, a PlayStation, they everything was fifty hertz. We had sixty hertz here in the states, so it would have been a very. It could have been a very enough of a visual visual difference to where like it, it could be jarring enough to me and funny mm-hmm. enough that's one of the main reasons why the mini playstation one tanked because for some for some stupid reason then I, I when it comes to companies that i like like the stuff with playstation and nintendo when they screw up it really really pisses me off for mm-hmm. some stupid reason sony put the pal region roms in the mini playstation so Everybody here in the states who got the mini mini PS One were playing all these fifty hertz games, and everyone's like, "Why does it look weird? Why does it look not look right?" And that's why. So weird, right? Uh, exactly. So that that ten difference in hertz, you know, equates to you know, could it only equate to maybe a 
frame or a split second of a frame, but that's enough to throw you off. It's uh, the uh, the same effect of the motion blur. Like if I quickly snap my head and let's say my eyes trail just a just a sec a, a millisecond, that you know there's that jar when it goes from here to here. It's not very far, but it's a jar enough that's like whoa. It gives our, you that momentary vertigo. Our eyes will catch that, and that 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 will mess with us. Um, so one of the things, of course, with Mario, it's no surprise getting that he and the whole series has withstood the test of time, given the whole the high pedigree and quality of all the games in the mainline series. That being said, I've never known a bad mainline Mario game, and I'm saying that the. the with the with the big caveat that uh, Mario Clash on the Virtual Boy doesn't count because technically that's <laughs> supposed to be a remake of Mario Brothers for the arcade. Hotel Mario doesn't count because that was for the Phil- the Philips CDI and Nintendo themselves didn't make that. Like in a mainline Mario game made by Nintendo and Nintendo Studios, I've never known a bad one. At worst, I've played. A, a couple mid or mediocre ones. So, uh, Astrobedes, I'm going to tap your decades long dev and Mario experience. Uh, just kind of your general thoughts. Why do you think the the mainline Mario series has always had the market in like quality and game design? Um, I mean, probably in in some respects it's probably like a right place at the right time thing nintendo being like an early one basically one of the earliest companies to you know like really get the that nes console in a lot more homes it seems like than a lot of kind of previous generations but i mean like they uh, that only means so much if you don't maintain the quality of course and i think it's combination of like hitting the sweet spot of like kind of having a very early days character that was sort of in everyone's mind in terms of IP and then like kind of rigorously maintaining quality standards on the series and not ever doing something that came across so badly as a cash in and particularly not early on when it's more critical for a series like this to kind of like ruin the quality. So I, I would pin almost all of that on just Nintendo's sort of, uh, quality control and sort of care about their IP. So it's for cash-ins, we're not talking Mario and Sonic at the the Olympics and Winter Olympics and all the all those. <laughs> no, well, that's I said particularly <laughs> early days. Yeah, when it and, was and, and really, we're talking about the the mainline Mario games made made by Nintendo. But you make a good point, Simbu, because those, of course, funny enough, the, the those are made by Sega. Technically, those aren't made by by nintendo studios you know it is i will say it's very hard here it does seem like in the last few years they've gotten looser with it and it does kind of make me wonder you know uh looser with it meaning kind of i feel like you know even whatever 10 more years ago whatever you you may not have seen mario in anything that you know wasn't a direct first party nintendo thing it, and it seems like they're kind of putting the feelers out there a little more now and it's a it, that's a good thing i would argue that they're allowing to to take more risks yeah you're gonna run into stuff like the the mario and sonic at, at olympic games when really it should be a mario versus sonic platform type game i mean come on nintendo sega do that already yeah <laughs> what the people like, want then you run into other chances and risks like Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle and Mario plus Rabbids uh, Kingdom Battle sequel, where these are, it's such an odd amalgamation where Ubisoft is given the license, the Mario license, they pair it with Rayman's Raving Rabbids and produce an excellent tactical RPG game. And it makes no sense. You give Mario a gun <laughs> and you pair him with some wacky rabbits and you get <laughs> fantastic tactical R- RPG gold. But and, and then and you I get think... Mario and Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> yes. it, it could work. It could work if Nintendo wasn't so miserly with its licenses appearing on other systems. Again, I'm, Nintendo, I'm giving you the side <laughs> eye because I, I Samus should have been in Fortnite yes. by now. 
a yep. long time ago. He should yep. have been one of the first few, mm. like, uh, especially when, like, they brought Kratos, they, then they brought Master Chief. We were all, and I remember this, we were all talking offline, uh, Inferno Fox, Jason, um, Storm, I don't think you were quite part of the the group chat just yet. Um, but uh, Mobster as well. We all were all saying, like, well, we got Kratos. Now we got Master Chief, Samus. Where's mm. Samus? Because and, and, you got your three major systems right there. And it turns out that uh, Forkknife uh, Epic Games did have a conversation with Nintendo. Nintendo agreed to it. They said, yeah, you can have Samus and Forkknife. The only thing is Samus can't appear on PC, mobile, Xbox, and Sony systems. As long as it, Samus is there on the Switch, mm-hmm. that's fine. But it's going to show like a generic uh, character for everybody else on every other system. You have so like a Soul Calibur what? system then with the uh, individual yeah. per platform exclusive characters. Or, uh, well, uh, Rocket League. Yeah, I was because, just going to say the same uh, thing. Tomorrow, Rocket League. Right, Rocket League. If you play it on Xbox, you get the Warthog. If yeah. I'm playing on the PlayStation, I get Sweet Tooth. If I'm playing on Nintendo, I get a Mario and Luigi looking card. Oh, okay. I didn't even realize actually that was a thing in Rocket League. Here's the caveat to it. If Mobster is playing on his Xbox and I'm teamed up with him from my PlayStation, his car looks like a generic car. It doesn't look like a Warthog. Same thing with the Sweet Tooth and the Mario cars. They did Mm -hmm. it where it's uh, system specific on each one of them. Yeah, and And at least we can on any other. It just shows a generic octane. And I guess we should be grateful we have crossplay to begin with, but it's like mm-hmm. you'd almost wish that they'd all be able to play ball and and do. It doesn't matter. Microsoft's going to own them all in in ten years anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it is looking at, that. At way. least we can say we've had some good Mario games for the last thirty five. Well, shoot, for, plus. Like 40, 40, 35 plus years, forty years uh-huh. if you include the the, oh, yeah. the Donkey Kong age. So, but yeah, that's with, I am super excited with Super Mario Brothers Wonder coming out on, on Friday. Uh, Jamie Ells and I are going to be playing that. Uh, I I think Jamie Ells, you're still deciding between being Daisy and Yoshi, right? Green Yoshi. Yeah, because when we did the demo at GameStop, I just tried out as Yoshi. But I think when we played together, I want to try playing as Daisy so I could use some of the the power-ups. Yeah, because it's it's cool where there, there's twelve selectable characters with Yoshi's having their flutter jump. The uh, they can't die in that if they get hit mm-hmm. by enemies, they're invulnerable, which is actually how they are in Super Mario World Two. Yes, but they can't pick up power ups. They they pick them up. It goes into the reserve because there's just like Super Mario World One. There's a reserve. Uh, but when I was playing as Luigi, because you know, obviously I'm going to, I'm going to play as Luigi. No surprise to anybody. Um, he of course can transform into uh, elephant, his uh, elephant Luigi form and everything else. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun, but I just want to take, take a quick moment here to say thank you to my wonderful cast and crew. As we were waxing nostalgic about the fantastic super Mario series. Uh, just to, again, uh, quick quick shout outs. We of course had Jamie Owls, my partner and partner in crime. Uh, you can catch her on our latest Inferno Fox gaming video here on, on YouTube, where we discussed which 2D Mario is the best. And the correct answer is Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie Owls, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. And Jason the 13th at YouTube channel, Jason the 13th. You got any content? Coming anytime I, soon on, on uh, I need to do the DLC for the Pokemon. I really do. And I need to get back to Tears of the Kingdom. I just have not had time with my work schedule right now. You, and, here you are. You're busy uh, having a life. How dare yeah, you? Yeah, I know. Video games. Video I games. Know. I need to do the <laughs> DLC, though. I haven't hardly you touched out there. it at all. Look at you out there touching grass. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> uh. Uh, Storm Rose Sky of Twitch and YouTube channels Storm Rose Sky. Storm, thank you so much for joining us. Did you have fun talking Mario with us? I <laughs> did. I did. I did enjoy it. I'm, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. And I'm also going to throw in a plug for, if you're looking for a 
book of poems and photos. You want to check out Portraits of the Phrase. I will post the link in your comments. Because, you know, on top of all those other things, I like to write and take photos. So this book's available on Amazon. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. Yes. And and Storm has been writing for decades now. I definitely recommend checking out her her writings and musings. Um, And then, of course, next up, we have Astromedes, developer and co-owner of Second Second Place Games and victim and being mauled by a vicious panther. (laughs) Astromedes, <laughs> glad that you're still in one piece, and thank you again for joining us. Thanks for having me. I survived the mauling this time, and uh, mm. pardon the live orchestra in the background if uh, you pick that up at any point. Uh, next time, you won't you you won't be so safe. I'm <laughs> expecting a half mauled face Halloween style for our uh, for next week's topic. We'll see, <laughs> it looks cute, but he's actually being a jerk, harassing me for things. <laughs> And last but nef- definitely not least, Simbu Darkfang, uh, main actor at Basement of the Dead, located in Aurora, Illinois, and the best fork knife player. Don't fight me on this. Simbu Darkfang. Simbu, mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining us. I'll fight you on it. <laughs> 1v1, bro. 1v1. <laughs> <laughs> now, always a pleasure, even though I was lied to and told this was going to be the Spider-Man celebratory uh, podcast. Um, you know, Inferno Fox doing some really underhanded stuff here in the group chat offline. Overhanded. Overhand. <laughs> uh, you got to throw overhand. If, if you do it underhand... Uh, that's throwing like a grandma. You get throw- okay, so yeah. all right, so Inferno Fox over here doing a bunch of mauve-handed stuff. All right, how else are we supposed to get a PlayStation fanboy into a Nintendo podcast? <laughs> hey, hey I- I'm gonna let you finish, but uh, PlayStation is the best of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Those are fighting words. <laughs> Oh, thanks, Kanye. Well, if anybody wants to fight, go ahead and fight Inferno Fox. He's already uh, meet out in the playground. To fight him. <laughs> I'm gonna beat you in Nintendo by the swings after school. <laughs> uh, and of course, thanks again to you, the listener, for joining us as we ran, ranted and raved about everything Mario and and everything else not about it. So uh, again, make sure you catch us for next Tuesday's podcast given the time and the season it will be very scary uh, that, that's hmm. all that i will say no we will uh, us guys will not have our shirts off it will be halloween themed so make sure you oh, catch come that. on <laughs> well i'm not gonna be here now okay well, well i'll just turn your video off i think i think i have control on on please uh, keep on, your shirt on i i think i can do that i think oh, no no close ah oh, darn it oh. again. 